I'm going to throw this back to Netflix days. Good morning, all you cats and kittens. I think that's what Carol fucking Baskin used to say on Netflix. Um, Tiger King. Uh, and the reason I'm throwing it back to that is because, well, Amazon. Let's look at Amazon's chart. Amazon is going to be down. Uh, and this was part of the earnings. They missed. Uh, and they guided down 5%. Um, 5% is what they guided down for the next quarter. Here's the thing. You guide down 5%. I would kind of expect you to be down 5%. You got down 5% and you're down 20%. I think that's an overreaction. Right now, you're down, um, it looks like about 14% in pre-market, about 95. I looked at this chart and, and, and I looked at some of the live stuff and I said, you know, I think 90 is your price point. Um, 90 is the pivot where I would say, yeah, uh, it's a good buy below 90 um, or I'm sorry, a great buy below 90, um, but it's a good buy even 90 to 100. Uh, because if you have a stock that prior to earnings is trading around 114 and they got down by 5%, that's about a $100 stock. I mean, again, do you think Amazon is going to, you know, all of a sudden go to zero? Um, the problem that you have is here. If we go back to a weekly, I will show you where we're at. If we go down to about, say, 95, you're back to pandemic levels. You are back to 2018, September 2018. Um, so if you bought this in 2018, you were down until 2020, and it finally looked before the pandemic like you were going to be fine. And then all of a sudden the pandemic hits and you're back down to where you were and you're breaking even. You're even losing because it got down to 81. Then all of a sudden you've got a great stock because you're up near 200, 164. And remember, this is post split prices. So then you've got it capitulating and then we start this year. And in April, in January, I would say November, you really start seeing a downtrend of this stock. And oh, Let's get some hope because in July, you start coming back. And then now, uh, all of a sudden, we've hired too much. There's too much, much cost in the business. Uh, we're not seeing the e-commerce. Uh, AWS isn't growing as much. Oh, we're down, back down here. So you've been on this roller coaster ride. And, and here, this right here, this is 95. Right now, the stock is trading at 95.88. That's where you're at before the, the market opens. It, it ain't going up to 100 before the market opens. But this is why I say $100 is probably a, a, a good pivot point, but I think 90 is probably a better pivot point because their costs are so high. If we go over here and we look at Amazon, uh, their PE is 99. Their forward PE is 48. That's fine if you're growing. If you're growing at 30 and 40%, you're fine. No problem. The problem is they're not growing at 30, 40%. So here, even here, they were growing at 30, 40%, and you constantly just saw, saw the run up. Um, but, you know, if we take this volume shelf back here um, and we put that, so that's everybody who bought in 2017. 
And this was September 10th, the week of September 10th, 2018. Your high during this period was $100.44. Your uh, low was $95.85. You closed at $98.51. We're going to open up at $95. $96 maybe. Maybe $97. It's kind of coming. You know, it, it, it has been bouncing back. It got down to 90 uh, I think 90 is your price point because um, if for some reason everybody starts selling this one again, uh, I think you'll see below 90. But below 90, I think you're still good because, again, that 200-day is going to be kind of a support window. Um, right now, it's going to pose some resistance on a weekly basis. It's really the 21-day that's posing the, the real resistance, that yellow line. If we zoom in here, you can see that yellow line, which is right about 124, had some significant resistance. The nine-day was kind of pushing it. It was trading on the bottom of both of these lines, towards the bottom of the, the, the Bollinger Bands. They're sinking up right now, but you're going to see a pretty big gap. Um, and this candle is just going to become huge because this candle is still in the works, October, the week of October 24th. This candle will go down and it will be below this Bollinger Band. Uh, you do have some support, some support here way back from September at about 95, but you've got so many more people who are holding up here at 150. I think that's where you get attracted to long-term. Remember, this is a weekly chart, so this is a long-term outlook. That 200-day is going to provide you some type of magnet um, in a stock that's as big as this. So Amazon, I'd say, you know, if you don't have a position in it, start adding to it. If you do have a position in it and you want to make it bigger, I'd add to it as well. I, I, I just, you know, I, I can't imagine. I, I can see it going down to this 85. I can see it between 85 and 95. You can absolutely 100% see it. And with that, that PE ratio being so high, I continue. And by the way, they, they got it down 5% in the quarter. That should be their biggest because that's Christmas time. That's the problem that you're seeing is this is Christmas and they're, they're guiding down for Christmas. So the, the market's going to just take them down. Um, before we get to, to, to my granddaddy of them all, I'll, I'll bring up Intel. Intel reported uh, they beat and got it up. So they're actually being rewarded in the pre-market. Um, let me see where they are in the pre-market. They increased their dividend, I believe. Um, they announced all of their um, purchase buybacks. They closed at $26.27. They're trading at $27.67. Um, in the pre-market. So this is one, there's not a big short interest, believe it or not, uh, because it's been beaten down so much. Their ex-dividend date is coming up on November 4th. So if you buy it now, I, I think you might have 27 in the realm. It's not a huge uh, bump up, but it's been beaten down so much that I think this is just one that, you know, it might capitulate here between the, the 20 and 30 range, um, let's see, the Intel's PE ratio is 5. Um, Qualcomm, which is one that I do like, um, their PE ratio is 10. And if we look at Qualcomm's chart, um, 
Qualcomm took a beating yesterday, I think. Yeah, they got the button hook. You had the entry in here, in here at 111. It hasn't gotten you out. They're at 114. Um, and let's see, where's Qualcomm trading in the pre-market? In the pre-market, Qualcomm is right at, they closed at 114.70. Um, they're uh, at 114.50. Their earnings are coming up next week, November 7th, 2nd. I would expect this one to post, based on what Intel posted, I would expect Qualcomm to post something pretty good. And remember, they have to, Apple has to renegotiate their contract with Qualcomm. Qualcomm has self-driving. Um, Qualcomm has a lot of things going for them. Uh, you know, Android, I think their Snapdragon is the main chip in Android. So I think if, if it were me and I were playing the chip sector, um, this one does have a button hook coming here. So I don't know that I'd buy it right now. But being that November 2nd, they do have earnings and their RSI is trending down. I think that might be a good opportunity for you. Um, and it, I love, I've loved Qualcomm all the way since 170. Honest to God. Um, you can see this chart. I think I brought up Qualcomm here in March uh, at 150. Um, I think I brought it up uh, here at 120. Uh, and it rode all the way up. Um, but I, I've continued to say this one with the low PE, with the good positivity, it still hasn't filled this gap all the way up. Well, I guess it has. Um, it's filled that gap. But I do think that you have an opportunity here in Qualcomm. Intel, eh, are they going to be able to catch AMD? Are they going to be able to catch Qualcomm? Uh, one other one that I do like that's been beaten down is Micron um, MU. Uh, this one, the algorithm has you in at 55, but it's trading at 52. You had that button hook there. This has just been taken down, and you had the Mac, MACD cross down. You'll probably get out of this within either today or tomorrow, or I'm sorry, Monday. The RSI is at 39. I like this company. Uh, MU, let's look at their um, PE. They're at a 6 PE. They have a 0.88% dividend. So it's not a huge dividend, but I like the company. You can see they're, they're trading at the top of the trend line. They kind of broke the trend line, but they're breaking it down on the downside right now again. So I, uh, of all the chips, I think I like Qualcomm the best. I still have um, uh, AMD. I still own AMD. I don't own NVIDIA. NVIDIA is the, uh, the king daddy of long-term play. And it was funny because I was, I was reading about this article yesterday with Facebook and Meta. And I'll kind of go over Meta because I'll, I'll go over my hypothesis on Meta that I just did on YouTube. But, with Facebook spending $10 billion on, on the metaverse, NVIDIA is probably the biggest beneficiary of that because Facebook uses NVIDIA chips in their metaverse servers. And if they're spending $10 billion on the metaverse, they're building out those servers, which means that money, it, it, it's not like market cap, which just gets evaporated. Um, meaning that when your stock goes from uh, 300 down to 100, um, essentially, uh, you know, that market cap just goes up in flames. You just lose that money. Uh, but the $10 billion that they're spending on the metaverse, that goes into other companies. So NVIDIA is one of the biggest uh, beneficiaries of that. And if we look at just overall, 
uh, one that I tell you guys to trade all the time, SOXS and SOXL. Uh, this is one that um, has a button hook here at 852. If you got in at 727 or $7 range, I'd probably look at maybe taking some off the table. Uh, even though you don't necessarily have a 10% move, it's, it's, you probably still do have 10% in this one. Um, you know, you trade it all the way up to 967. Uh, it didn't fill this gap. I thought it would. It didn't fill it. Still has some confirmation, but I'd probably take some off just because it's a Friday. And, and you don't know what's going to happen over the weekend. You just don't. Um, so I, I, I do like, uh, from a chip perspective, I do like SOXL. Um, I, I won't buy it today, but I do like that one. Uh, you know, once we get a little bit more clarity about where this, this button hook is going, um, I, I think that's a, that's a good one. Um, Pinterest <laughs> of all the social media companies, Pinterest is one that blew things away. Uh, and let's see, they were up 10% as of the last time I looked them. Um, Pinterest is up at 24. So they're up like 11% in pre-market. Um, from 2189, you're at a 2173 right before earnings. This was on October 26th or two days ago. 2173 was the cross up. I, I don't think I brought this one up. I think I brought it up about here when Snap on October 24th, when Snap said they were gonna, uh, they were reporting, um, it, you know, again, this one, the algorithm loses you 85%. Just buying and holding loses you 63%. There's 38 positions. You only win 18% of the time. Your average win is 8.28%. This is one with a ma um, uh, hostile management group that's kind of making them cut costs. But it seems like it's working. So Pinterest is one where I, I, I do think that it's working. Um, I don't use Pinterest, so it's not one that I'm going to throw some money into. Uh, of all the social medias that I use, I think Facebook is the biggest one. And I've had several people ask me, is Facebook, um, uh, is it good to throw money at Facebook right now? Let's kind of, the, the elephant in the room. Uh, you can see it is down significantly. Let's see, let, let's point this out. So we'll take the bottom of this candle, which is at 128, and we'll go to the top of this candle, which is 103. <coughs> you are 20% down. Let me take a drink of water because that was a lot. 20% down. And that's just taking the bottom of one candle and you timed it, you know, by the bottom of one can the top candle and the top of the bottom candle. Which means there's no way you time that, which probably means you're down more than 20%. Remember, I'm down 50% on this one, 60, maybe 70% on this one. Um, I'm holding at 300. We looked at long term. Um, for you to throw money at this, you have to believe that Mark Zuckerberg is right. And now in social media space, he has been right. In the past, he bought. Instagram for $1 billion. He bought WhatsApp. Um, you know, he's done some very, very good things in a very short period of time. This was a $1 trillion company. Uh, you can't turn your back on him because he has done some things well. 
The problem is he's not reading the room. And, and that's my take on this. Uh, the room is saying nobody wants the metaverse right now. Nobody wants avatars with no legs. Uh, no, and, and we went over this. Uh, I showed a video yesterday on YouTube Live. Um, yeah, these people were in the metaverse. And, and the one dude's like, well, why can't I have legs? And then they explained it that um, the Oculus and the headset has cameras, but it can't track legs. It can track your body. So it knows your movements of your hands and things like that. But when you're walking around, you look like the guy in Shallow Hal. And if you haven't seen Shallow Hal, pull that movie up. It is an absolute classic. I think it's Jack Black's absolute best movie, uh, my opinion. Uh, but yeah, so is Facebook investable here? I think your pivot point is probably 94. Like I said yesterday, there is some support at 94. Um, but we talked about uh, 2018 with Amazon. You were at 2018 levels. Uh, these levels for um, uh, Facebook, you're all the way back at 2015. So just to give you a perspective, um, the the 200 day is still moving fairly positive. It just got the death cross, and I'm looking at a weekly chart. Just got the death cross of the 50 day crossing the 100 earlier this month. Um, it is trading significantly below the Bollinger Bands. Um, if you were to believe that, I, I, honestly, the stock has never traded this poorly. So I, I don't think that there's an opportunity here. I think you could trade it on a short-term basis. But from a buy and hold perspective, I don't think so. That's just my opinion on this one. I don't think it's, it's one that you buy and hold. Um, the one that held up the absolute best of the big tech earnings is Apple. Apple is up 1.13% in pre-market. Uh, they sold off to just under 140 in the pre-market. Um, and it was late yesterday when the earnings were announced. Uh, iPhone revenue was a little bit of a miss. Services uh, margin was a little bit of a miss. But they gave pretty good guidance. And so Tim Cook kind of managed this one fairly well. Uh, they do have some issues with China. Um, they do have some issues with the iPhone 14 demand, but the iPhone 14 Pro uh, and Pro Max, there's no demand issue. They can't make them fast enough. Um, so I do think that you have an opportunity here. I, in my personal opinion, anything between 140 and 145, I think that's a good entry point for Apple. This leads me into my next discussion about, okay, what's, what's next for Apple? What's going to be the catalyst? What's pushing this one back up to 180? <clears throat> and you've got a couple of things. You've got a car announcement that most likely is coming up uh, in the next year, if not two years. Uh, the, the rumor on the street is that Tim Cook wants one more major product launch before he retires. He is very close to retirement. Um, he's been in this position. They've outlined, um, I think there's two people who probably will take over. Um, I don't know the guy's name, but he's a gray haired guy. Very slick. Um, very much in the Tim Cook um, style of management where very laid back. Not in the Steve Jobs style of management where 
Um, he's accepting emails from customers and, who are telling him that shit doesn't work. And uh, Steve Jobs is just, just basically replying back, no, you're dumb. You don't know how it works. <laughs> um, I love that stuff, by the way. If, and if you read, ever want to just Google Steve Jobs emails, he's brutal to customers. He's like, yeah, you're just dumb. Um, he was, he was great. I mean, he wasn't, Tim Cook has done a phenomenal job with Apple in his tenure, um, from a stock and a PR standpoint. Um, Steve Jobs did a phenomenal job in a product standpoint, um, and launching and finding out, uh, he identified things that people wanted before even people knew what they wanted. So he, he did great there. Um, but in order to get this catalyst up, what do you have to have happen? And you have to have either you're growing your revenues, you're growing your margins, you're growing um, some type of thing. And I think Apple's going to struggle in that. So if you want to, you know, I, I'm not selling my Apple. I'm not pulling out of Apple. I don't think Apple's going back to 100. Uh, I think it's probably going to 160 before it goes to 120. Uh, that's a personal opinion, and I hope that I'm right just from a, my portfolio standpoint. Um, but where, where would you put your money other than Apple? And, and, and that kind of leads me to um, one other thing about where should your money go? Well, if, if you have cash, and you should always have financial analysts always say, hey, if you have six months of cash back up. Uh, so don't put your money in Apple thinking that, you know, Apple's going to stay because we could have a complete market meltdown. Um, for instance, and this is just a, for instance, I listened to my first millions podcast and, and, um, uh, Jordan, who's the creator of Oculus was on there and he's now owns a defense company. And he said, great episode, by the way. And I think I posted it on my Twitter. Um, but if you have any questions, just hit me up on socials. I'll send you the link to it. Uh, I just, I great. It's towards the end of the interview where he brings up, Hey, China. Um, Apple is owned by China. So say, for instance, and this is just an example, uh, Biden, you know, and this is the fact is Biden has put chip restrictions where we can't export chips to China. Well, say China wants to hurt an American brand. Apple is the number one American brand. It's the largest company in the world. Uh, they do 80% of their business, 80% of their manufacturing in China. Uh, that's just not something that you can pick up and move. So maybe China says, you know what? We've got this Apple, um, all the technology. We're not allowing the, uh, Apple to export iPhones. We're going to keep them in the country. Uh, boom. You know, all of a sudden you've got a problem. Uh, and by the, by the way, if you think that, that, that China isn't aggressive towards things, look at the Elon Musk uh, Twitter takeover. Um, they have now uh, gone on a PR offensive that they are very thankful that a uh, friendly uh, voice in the United States, meaning Elon Musk, has taken over. Musk ain't going to talk out about the Chinese government. Um, Musk has already proposed a, um, a China takeover of Taiwan that is a uh, kind of a appeasement of China taking over ta uh, Taiwan. Um, and if you look at the history, it's funny because Johnny Harris, if you want to just Google Johnny Harris and China, uh, he's got a great video about how China's 
PR is that, hey, we are this one unified com- uh, country and we just want to reunify it. Uh, well, Taiwan has never really been a part of China. They've always wanted to be independent. Uh, they just have never had the power to do it. So the United States is really kind of tied up in that. If China decides to take back over Taiwan, we've got a chip problem because we still manufacture chips in Taiwan. So there's all these kinds of things that are happening. And I think in the middle of this is the great American comp- company named Apple. And so Apple's in this, this tough thing. So I, I'm not telling you to, to put your money in there. There are a couple of great places to put your money if you have savings that you want short-term access to. Uh, online banks are giving up to 4% um, in a savings account. In a savings account. So you don't have to buy bonds. You don't have to buy the two-year treasury. Two-year treasury bond is great because you don't pay taxes on it. You still pay taxes on any uh, interest that you pay, get in savings. But you have access to your money in savings. That's a big difference. So if you're looking for uh, interest, I'll maybe look for a place maybe that gives me a royalty if you sign up and I, I send you over there. But uh, I'll look for some banks if you guys want me to. It's a great option for cash. Uh, today is the last day that you can sign up for I-bonds at the 9.6% uh, annual yield. Uh, remember, I-bonds, you're tied up for at least a year. And if you sell within two years, you have to give up the last three months of uh, interest payments. Um, but they are tax-free. It's 9.6%. Uh, the problem is going to be getting to the website. Um, the Federal Reserve has said, hey, we're not extending the I-bond date. Uh, there was this, an assumption because the website has had so many problems that they would extend it past today. They will not. And good luck in getting uh, on that website. So I don't want my money tied up. I'd rather go for the 4% interest rate. If I need the money, I can actually have it. Um, you know, I, I'd rather trade the money. I mean, honestly, that that uh, 20% that I use to kind of day trade and stuff like that. I think I can beat that 9% annual interest rate, but that's just my ego speaking. Um, There was a Twitter account, and I want to bring him up because he has been fairly right on. Uh, Peru, P-U-R-U, Saxana. Uh, And if you guys don't follow him, you probably should. Um, You can see uh, he's kind of saying, and I'm bringing this up on screen, Uh, But one tweet that he did last night was the smaller, younger growth stocks were murdered earlier this year. And now the generals of the army are finally getting shot. The generals are breaking down to multi-year lows, but the best growth stocks are still trading comfortably above their spring summer lows. He's talking about stocks like Shopify. Um, He's talking about stocks that maybe aren't making money, um, but they're probably going to survive if not thrive going forward um and you can see his portfolio he's very open about things but um he he's great uh i'll kind of you know just look at my my account and you can see p-u-r-u-s-a-x-e-n-a is his name on twitter if you want to follow him he's fantastic um shopify is one that i completely missed yesterday um they had earnings uh, there was a cross up here at 2786. Longtime listeners of the podcast will know that back in April, I, I said, hey, Shopify, uh, seasonality for Shopify. A- and let's look at this. 
I will bring this all the way back to 2000, uh, yeah, 2015 uh, when they IPO'd. And in April, you had a one, this was 100% uh, for the past seven years. Uh, this was 100%. Uh, April was a win where you started uh, out and you made money. So I led people into Shopify in April. Uh, and I said, there's no way you're going to lose money. Look at all of these months where it's positive, even November, 86%. But am I putting money into Shopify? Eh, I don't know. I mean, you know, if you think we're going to continue up, I don't think 34 is crazy for Shopify. This has long been thought to be the small business winner uh, like Amazon. But when you look at April in this stock, uh, I got this completely wrong. April 1st, you were trading at about 70, uh, just below 70. The low was 68.29. You go to the beginning of May, April 29th, you're at 44. So it was a significant downslide. There was no winning in this stock. I kept talking about it on the podcast. I said, God, it's just gotten beaten down so much. It's got to go up. It's got to go up. Um, it just never did. And, and again, this is a, I have several friends who have, um, started drop shipping businesses and Shopify just makes it so easy and they are a fantastic business. If you're a small business, you don't have an IT staff, you don't have a social media campaign. Um, you want to do some direct business. You want to have a website with some, uh, payment things. Shopify just makes it easy. It's unbelievable. But what Peru is talking about it are stocks like this. Uh, and, and essentially, he's saying, um, now that these have been beaten up, you're going to see uh, the movement in these. Um, the mob was mocking these as bag holders of hypergrowth tech names. These people are now realizing that in a bear market, everything gets hit. The same mob is now hiding in energy stocks. Energy is a late cycle mover. It usually tops out in the end. If history is any guide, if we get a recession in the U.S. next year, energy stocks will get murdered over the following months. In a bear market, everything gets hit. So while I tout energy, I'm taking Peru's advice and I'm watching it cautiously. That leads me into CVX, which is Chevron. Blew out earnings. They're up uh, 2%, 3%. Uh, let's look at this one. This one still has great confirmation above that nine day. Look at this. We we had a buy in here at 148. There is no reason why I didn't load up the Brinks truck at 148 other than eh, maybe it could have moved down. But I said 150 was its price, you know, under one. I'm sorry, not even 150. Under 160 was a buy over 160 was a sell. Right now, there's no reason to sell. You still have confirmation on this chart. Their earnings are, are, are done. So the next catalyst is the ex-dividend date, which I think is coming up. Uh, let's see. Where's... Because I think I don't think they raised the dividend. Exxon raised the dividend. We'll go over Exxon's chart in a little bit. But CVX, their ex-dividend date is 11-17. They'll pay out on 12-12. So if you want to buy it here at 180 you're still going to get a 3.19% dividend just in December. And it's 3.19% annualized. They'd pay it quarterly. So you're going to get a quarter of 3.19. That's a great, you know, again, energy in my mind. Remember, 
with oil in particular, you've got a demand, supply demand issue. And even going into December, if the EU follows through and uh, they wind up doing the uh, embargo and the sanctions against Russian oil, you're going to have to count on the Saudis as our friends who have shown they are not friends to the West to actually increase production. Well, remember, Russia is part of OPEC. So if there is a, a, a uh, sanctions against Russia, why would the Saudis go and say, hey, we're going to pump more oil to be friendly to the West? And by the way, that's if they can pump more oil. There's a lot of questions as to if they can at, at all. Uh, they might be at their top, top production. And if you think that, that, you know, Exxon said it very clearly today, the CEO was on, um, on uh, CNBC. He said, we are making uh, record uh, um, uh, capital dollars into the system, but it takes a long time to get pumping from where you, uh, you throw in capital dollars. So Chevron, still a buy. Exxon beat, they are up 3% at 110, all-time high. Let's look at here. We'll we'll go we'll go to a monthly chart of Exxon. Um and look. This stock has never been this high. It finally got above its 200 day in the last couple of months. Uh it looks like it passed in in February. Um it's it's all-time high. I mean, normally I would say there's no way you hold this one. No way you hold this one. But again, in in December, you may have a shortage of oil. And what these guys did and what they showed was, even though the price of oil went down in the quarter, they were able to leverage natural gas, the increase in natural gas, and they were able to leverage better operations, costing them less, making them more. That's what Exxon did. So you do have some some additional earnings coming up uh, in uh, in energy. Uh, Viper is one that I bring up all the time. It's got a nine percent dividend. November seventh is their earnings. Uh, they are trading a little bit down. It looks like um, they still have confirmation above that that uh, nine day, but they're at an all time high too. Uh, let's see. Let's look at their uh, 52 week. Uh, and 52 week high is 35.85, and they're at 32 right now. So uh, this is one that has a 9% dividend, and their earnings are coming up. Uh, COP, ConocoPhillips, this is one that, that is a driller of oil. Um, you've got it right above that nine day, and their earnings are coming up November, 3rd, November 2nd. Um, you had a buy-in here at 106, you're at 128. Uh, Devon Energy, they're uh, up 1.36% in pre-mar, in, in actually the market's open, so they're up 1.45. Um, their earnings are coming up November 1st. A again, these are super, super expensive stocks. Uh, Occidental, Petroleum, they're up 1.66 at, 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 at a high. Well, their high back here was 77. So they're not quite at their 52-week, but there's no reason to think that they're not going there. Uh, and their earnings are coming up November 8th. 
So Chevron and Exxon have shown these guys have taken, uh, taken cost out of the business. So even when the price goes down, they're showing their profits are going up. So uh, I did talk to my parents, and speaking of energy, I talked to my parents last night, and they're kind of hippies. They just don't want oil and gas, and, and they don't want fossil fuels. And my dad is very, very kind of focused on that. He had Exxon, uh, and this is, you know, this kills my mom. Uh, he bought Exxon when I bought Exxon. My average purchase price for Exxon is $40, and I think it was last year in June or July. I bought a ton of Exxon, and uh, I said, Dad, it's $40. Oil's going to go up. With the world reopening, uh, I said, there's no way it's not going to go up. Um, so you got to buy this, and I said, while you're waiting for it, it's gonna. It's giving you a good dividend. I think it dipped down when we bought it, like 40, 42, somewhere in that neighborhood. It dropped down to like 35, 36. It may have gotten down to 32. Um, let's see. I will look at it. Let's look at it weekly. Um, I will tell you what. Well, let me see. I will tell you when I purchased it. I know it was uh, June of last year, but I'll tell you exactly what I spent on it. Um, because he gave it up at a loss. Um, and, and my mother was screaming at him last night. How'd you give that one up on a loss? Um, let's see. My tax lots um, acquired 617.2020 at an average price of 47.24. So 617.2020, uh, that is right here. Right here. Look at how far it dipped down. So I didn't make money for four months, but I got a nice dividend. And I was like, eh, you know what? It's okay. It's going to come back. I didn't time this one right at all. I didn't continue to buy. I saw that the Bollinger Bands were sinking up. I didn't try and time it. I just knew that the industry was, energy was one of those things where it was going to come back. And this was in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and oil wasn't getting used. Well, what did you think? It was going to get used. Um, you know, I, I, that was just my thought. I didn't add to the, the only times I've added to this was the dividend reinvestment. Um, now you're up here. Um, well, my parents said, you know, we don't want to invest in oil and gas. We don't like that. So one of the ones that I told them is ENPH, Enphase. Uh, it's a solar stock, so it, it, it does have some exposure to energy. Um, and if you want to look at other stocks and you're against oil and gas, look at some of the, uh, the components of XLE because solar stocks and renewables are in XLE as well. Uh, but you can see Enphase just reported their earnings. They gapped up. Huge run. Uh, I don't think that you buy it up here. Uh, the RSI is at 76. This is a 100% just a, a, a kind of a, a pump up from their earnings. I think you'll get down here closer to three, probably 275, um, right about 280 probably with that. Uh, let's pull the, uh, the volume weight a little bit closer. We'll go back here to September. Um, I do think you've got this, probably this shelf right here at 291. I think you'll pull back about there. I think that would be a good price pivot for it, about 290. 
But if you're kind of a hippie and you don't want to do oil and gas, um, you know, I'm particularly here to make money. Uh, I, I put some of my environmentalism on the side in the fact that uh, we're going to need oil and gas for the next 20 years, 25, maybe 30 years. It's not going away. Um, I, I think it's a, you know, energy companies will need to change the way they get energy. So Enphase is a good one. Do your research about it. Um, look into it. And talking about energy, one of the things that I'm going to do in the future, probably next week, and I may do it this weekend, but again, I'm lazy. Um, I want to talk about sectors and how you can find some stocks within sectors that maybe you agree with uh, and maybe you can invest in. And so what I'm going to do is break down some sectors, um, some industries, and maybe look at some of those ETFs. And what I'll start doing is maybe on a Friday when I tell you guys, hey, I don't know that you necessarily want to buy on a Friday. We'll look at a sector that had a good week and we'll look at maybe some of the stocks within that sector that might be beaten down and might be coming back. Um, and so, you know, I already talked about next year with Peru's advice. Uh, bringing in and looking at sectors, we might be able to try and look at energy when it actually turns down to actually get out of there. Maybe the financials would take off. There's a clear definition over the past two weeks um, that industrials, materials, things of that sort, they're actually doing better than high growth tech. You saw it this week with with Apple, with um, uh, Microsoft, with Google, with Facebook, um, with Amazon. All of those got beaten up. Well, maybe they don't lead in the next two to five years. Uh, maybe industri- industrials like Caterpillar, like Deer, um, like things of that sort, maybe they lead because maybe those are more things that we need from a, um, hey, we're going to rebuild our uh, infrastructure. And maybe that's a better investment going forward. I don't know, but it's worth kind of quote unquote looking at. So one of the things that I'm going to try and do is look at that. Uh, One stock that I am obsessed with is Boyle. I am absolutely obsessed with Boyle. Yesterday, I just got completely obsessed with looking at it. It's trading at $35 right now. Uh, Let's look. And I'm going to bring you into Active Trader Pro. Do I mind holding Boyle over the weekend? That's the real question. You can see it open down. It, it, this is after hours. The shading is after hours. This is a one-minute chart. It opened down to about 34.20. It opened up at 34.32. It's at 35 right now. It's capitulating. It does have some confirmation over the nine-day. And traded up into the upper Bollinger Band. This is where I'd like to buy it. Um, and I'd like to see that turnaround. I don't mind uh, losing, you know, maybe getting in on this candle, um, you know, missing some of the run, maybe at 30, 34.60, and then trying to, you know, get out. So every time you see this, maybe you hold it for 10 minutes and you get in and out. Um, and, and you might miss it, but look at that MACD up there. It's going to come down. So you're going to hit the bottom of this. So my, my, my guidance on this one, I, Again, I talked about it yesterday that there's, uh, what is it? Let me look at my notes. Two million tons of liquid natural gas in floating storage off the European coast. That's not good for natural gas. And natural gas, I think, in this country is trading at about five. At its high, when you saw boil, 
We'll go back to the Safari view. When you saw Boyle up here, it was at $8. Uh, you're at five about now. So you're down here. You still have this 39.56. You're still in this trade. Uh, but there's a gap down here at about 33.65. Uh, it's clear that as we've come down, that's in play right now as we've come down below the nine day. Uh, I didn't think it was in play because you were above the nine day uh, here, uh, October 26th, two days ago. Even yesterday, I was like, God, it, it can't be you know losing its steam that quickly. But you're seeing the Bollinger Bands pick up. This bottom part of the Bollinger Band here is going here. Uh, if we pull this back, let's pull this back to more recent highs so we can see. Uh, we'll pull this back here. The last time it really hit about 49. You can clearly see that there is a volume shelf right here at about 37 to 38. That would be where I would expect it to go uh, once it does fill this gap around 33. Um, and I don't know that it's necessarily going to fill that. Do we get back above the nine day? This candle to this morning is super, super tight. There's, you know, you, you opened up at 34.42. Your high is 35.20. You're trading at 35.10 right now. Your low is 34.32. So you've just been going up uh, through today. Uh, it's only 1%. It's very early. You're only, what, 15 minutes in. But I'm obsessed with Boyle, and I may buy it. Uh, the other one that I'm obsessed with is TQQQ. I said under two, uh, 20, go and buy it. Right now, you're trading at $20.40. Um, I, I don't think that it's over. Let's go back to uh, Active Trader Pro, and I will pull up TQQQ. And TQQQ under 20. I, I Again, the VIX is at 26. I think it wants to go to 30 at some point. But I don't think we're done with this run. Look at that run. If anybody got it, my... BS. I'm busy doing this podcast. Seven got in under 20. You bastard. <laughs> um, but under 20. It's going under 20 right now. In fact, it's, it's losing its steam. Wow, look at that current candle. Uh, something happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's down at $20. Um, crazy. But under 20 is where you want it. I think I wouldn't mind holding this over the weekend if you get it under 20 because it's sometime next week. We're going to 20, you know, I think Amazon will recover. I think Facebook will recover. I think your Google will recover. Um, I think your Microsoft will recover. And those are main components of TQQQ. Did this freeze or I think it's frozen. Hold on. Uh, let's look at Meta. Uh, did it freeze? Ba -ba 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 -ba. No. Oh, but I got to restart this thing. Um, let's go back to Safari. So with that, uh, I will bring back up Active Trader Pro so we can look at it on YouTube Live. But scans. There were two scans that I found. And one is Baba. And do I think you should buy Baba? Probably not. I mean, you know, you can trade Baba, but I don't think it's a good investment. It's down 3%. It did uh, have a MACD cross up at 65.88. It's trading at 63. 
So it, it doesn't look like it's a um, absolute 100%, oh my God, it's going to recover by. But that's a, a good guidance as to, I think it's going to pop again. Um, do I know that it's going to pop again? Hell no. I mean, look at this stock. You're in the middle of a downturn. It started to recover this, this gap here um, between 64 and, and 69. So it's still got a gap between 69 and 71. It's still got that gap. At some point, I think it's going to cover that one. So if you buy in here at 63, you could probably fill that gap. Um, but another one, and, and when I was doing on YouTube Live, if you guys were watching, I think there were only four of us. It was early this morning. But I was scanning, and I was using um, uh, TrendSpider 2 Scan. And one of the places that I scanned this morning, because I just couldn't find a lot, was healthcare. And healthcare brought up a lot of the biopharmaceutical uh, stocks. And one that is a cancer research stock that just entered phase one, uh, NVUL, uh, Nuvalent. And put it into uh, Finviz. It's not making money. It's up 15% year to date, and that's before um, January. It was trading at about 11. So the 15% is as of yesterday's close. Uh, so it was trading at 11, ran up to 20. So um, that's where it was trading. Yeah, it looked like uh, it was trading, yeah, about $12. And yeah, now it's up at 19. It was 1920 somewhere in that neighborhood yesterday. Um, it is now at 35. And if we scroll down here, you can see preliminary phase one clinical data from Arrows trial that supports best in class potential of NVL 520 for patents. It's a cancer drug. It's running. But TrendSpider allows me to see anything that crossed up. So when we look at this one, it's ironic. Your entry is 22, which is crazy because, you know, who would have known if you're following biopharmaceutical, you would have known that they had uh, the, the cancer drug and you would have probably seen this MACD cross up uh, from yesterday right before they announce. Well, I didn't, but TrendSpider is a lot, uh, you know, great to launch this. The other thing that TrendSpider has is automatic drawings of trends and patterns. Um, let's go to my profile and we can look. I got to change that banner. Um, bah, 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 bah. There's B-Win, there's Uber announcement, there's Perust uh, Halloween candle. Automatically analyze and paint, paint complex triangle patterns on any chart or scan the market for them in real time. Your triangles are ascending, descending, and symmetrical. These will help you trade. These are incredibly useful tools. This is a great, great option, again, in TrendSpider that TrendSpider has, and it automatically draws it. Uh, I would show it to you, but you're better off just going to the YouTube channel of uh, TrendSpider and looking at their, uh, their example of it. It is phenomenal, and it is great. I haven't used it yet. I may use it in trading today. By the way, one that I... Um, DraftKings has been on a run. Uh, 1335 right there. You've got all kinds of support here for DraftKings. Wow. 
Uh, Apple. <laughs> Apple is up 4%. I don't know what the hell happened with Apple. It is up at 150. I, I continue to say 140 is your buy, but 150. Uh, people obviously, obviously like the quarter. Uh, AMD is up 4%. Uh, SOXL, this is probably off of uh, AMD. Their earnings are coming up next week, November 1st. Uh, SOXL, let's go over to Active Trader Pro so I can show you uh, TQQQ. And we will look at TQQQ. Ugh, it just, you know, again, I, I need probably need a new computer. Um, but uh, TQQQ. It's come down a little bit. I, I continue to say your your open today was your day range nineteen seventy one to twenty dollars and fifty six cents. Buy it under twenty. I think you buy this one under twenty, and, and I think you're fine. Uh, that's my guess on it. Uh, but <clears throat> again, I, I you know you go to twenty, you buy it under twenty, sell it at twenty two. At some point, it's going to hit twenty two. Uh, the Nasdaq is low enough, and, and it's been beaten up enough that I think you're going to see a comeback from these stocks. Um, the VIX is down uh, 2.45%. So if we look at Uvixi, I think I said yesterday, when Uvixi gets under 10, uh, I think Uvixi is a buy. It's on its way under 10, $10.18. I think that VIX is going to continue to go down. And I think you're going to see, see that MACD cross up right now? You could scalp this one probably from 10, uh, 10.18 to probably 10.20, 10.30. Uh, it's not a huge move. But every, you know, 10 cents is what, 1%? Um, you know, get 10, get 1, 2% on this one. I, I, I don't think you have, look, it's trading below its confirmation. You have to wait for the confirmation. Uh, but when this one gets below 10, I think you trade that one. Let me see if I have any, I don't have anything else to grow, uh, bring up other than thank you for listening. Uh, I think I've rambled on long enough. I think you guys have listened long enough. It's about an hour. Uh, if you have any questions, please review the podcast. Give it five stars. Uh, that's all I ask. I know in um, uh, Spotify where you listen, you just kind of go up there and give it five stars. It's easy. And do, you know, if it's one star, don't rate me. Just don't rate me. Don't bring me down. Positivity, people. Positivity. I got to start that podcast. So rate it five stars. If you're in Apple, good luck in finding the rating. I hate that that Apple podcast app. I love the Spotify app. Um the Spotify app is so much better than Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify, and, and, and I want to say that Spotify will, will actually dominate, but Apple's got so much money. Apple's just, and, and their, their podcast app is free. You don't need Apple Music. Spotify, you have some commercials on there, I think, if you don't, um, if you don't subscribe. I'm a subscriber, so I don't know. By the way, Amazon is up at 100. It's coming back. So good luck. Have a great weekend. Uh, do exercise this weekend. Uh, get yourself in shape. Vote. Uh, if you didn't see uh, Richard Barron, who I host the um, co-host the uh, Election Insider with, he was on Anderson Cooper last night. I posted the 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 link um, to watch his clip. He talked about election and kind of all these people showing up with body armor and a a AR-16s and blah 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 uh, to uh, ballot boxes. It's a mess, but. Go out there, vote. Don't let anybody tell you not to vote. Vote your conscience. I don't care who you vote for. Doesn't matter to me. Just vote. Uh, 60% of the people in this country don't vote uh, in many places. 
I think Fulton County got it up to about 65% of the people voting uh, when Rick was uh, maybe 70%. Um, so he was a great elections director and politics pushed him out. So vote because the people, not only in the, in the national elections, but the local elections are even more important. Do a little bit of research, take five minutes. It doesn't take that long. And pre-voting, I mean, the lines just aren't that long. They really aren't. They've made it easy. Uh, not as easy as last year. Last year, I, I loved voting last year. It was so simple. I don't know why it's not that way. And do not tell me it's because of election integrity. Because last year's election was the most watched, the most audited, and it was, and that's from both sides. Both sides say that. So, okay. Have a good weekend. Take care.